0: You're listening to the Screaming Pods Network.
1: TH. Wait, hold on. TH. Wait, hold on. TH. Wait, hold on. See, I'm not as good as Mike Delaney is.
2: No fancy lyrics for you here today. We need to jump right into the show. We are T-H-E-S-O-V-P-O-D. The T-H-E stands for The Podcast You're Listening To is sponsored solely by Arby's and presented by Moon Pie. Now, look, I don't know how it's produced solely by Arby's and presented by Moon Pie, but hey, we're over it because we get paid literally hundreds, hundreds of, of dollars to do this show. And we are Mike Delaney talking to you right now, telling you about the sponsors, fine sandwiches and cookies that you can get all over this great goddamn nation. And joining me now, forever and always is Brad, Florida Film Festival Henderson. How the fuck are you, man? Yo, Mike, why ain't we get no funky lyrics? Yo, Mike, yo, Mike, funk, funk,
0: funk, fun- yo, Mike, why ain't we get no funky lyrics? Yo, Mike, yo,
2: Mike, yo, Mike, why ain't we get no funky lyrics? Funk, 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 fun- <laughs> I got some funky lyrics. Uh, uh, yo, Humpty, you really funny looking. That's alright, because I get things cooking. You're scared, you're glad, you're constantly trying to compare me, but you can't get near me. Alright, there we go, Brad. Is yeah, that funky son. enough for you, my baby?
0: Kick it with those funky lyrics, Mike. I'm ready to record this
2: show. <laughs> Brad, Florida Film Festival. Henderson and I are recording live, man in in my hood in uh, in my hometown ish area ish area. We are in the beautiful city, man, of San Francisco. California. I'm going back to Cali. Strictly for the weather, women and the weed, sticky green. <laughs> we are in San Francisco, California. Of course, if you are uh, a fan of one of the films that we are profiling today, Dreamstalker 1991. You know that Dr. Frisk has an office in San Francisco. So we thought, hey, why wouldn't we record live from there today? Now, before we jump into our double feature, which is, of course, Dreamstalker and Death by Love 1990, and it is presented on a double feature from Intervision, an imprint by Severin. So please, you could get both these great movies we're talking about today for the MSRP of fourteen ninety nine. Intervision. Uh, before we jump into the show, Bradley, we have a few things we want to discuss with our loving listeners, man. We recently started a, a Patreon, Brad. Can you? Now, look, I'm kind of from the past. I'm I'm like the SOV movies we watch. I'm from the late 80s. Well, actually, I'm from the early 80s. uh, But I, I definitely thrive around the late 80s, early 90s. And I don't know what the fuck a Patreon is. Can you tell us what we're doing on Patreon?
3: Because patron on a patreon
0: yeah we are um have a live uh, patreon where basically that will give you access to exclusives for our show and uh drawings contest prizes basically uh to sum it up unlike most patreons which i'm happy and proud of is we don't have a bunch of tiers for different prizes we just have one tier and it's a buck a buck gets you entered into multiple drawings uh, through the month and, and giveaways and, and all that jazz. So, And plus, all uh, another thing that Mike and I are doing that we haven't discussed at all on the show, and we'll kind of segue a little bit into that uh, right now, we have a lot of requests of films that people are like, hey, when are you going to cover this? And it's not a pretentious thing at all. We just sometimes films are mentioned – That were actually shot on film rather than uh, shot on video. Um, So we're going to have shows where we cover films that are shot on film, kind of share that shot on video aesthetic. Examples like Science Crazed, uh, Things, um, Beyond the Seventh Door. Titles like that, that were actually shot on film, which they believe, a lot of people believe they were shot on video, but they're not. But we're going to cover shows like that. We're also going to have exclusive interviews with uh, writers and directors of certain films that we have covered, and uh, just a whole lot more. So you'll be able to enjoy that for a measly buck a month.
2: What a fucking deal. I would buy that for a dollar. Brad, one movie we will never cover, though, is Terror Vision. Where, why the fuck does that show up on lists? I do not know, but don't fucking write in and request terror vision.
0: In certain films, I could totally see. I believe I thought Science Crazed was a shot on video film too, uh, at one point. But uh, yeah, it's just c- certain films that have re- been requested that they shot on video. I'm like. That is clearly, clearly not shot on video. Anything that has a budget that looks over $10 is definitely not a shot on video of them.
2: (laughs) And look, before we jump into our double feature today... Upfront, we do want to let you know what the movies are next week. So while you're listening to the podcast today, you can, you can figure out where to buy them. We'll, we'll fucking, we will tell you where to buy them. You will get them from Grindhouse Video or from Amazon.com or any other number of retailers. But next week, man, you need to have watched or plan to watch Burglar from Hell, which I do know is available from Grindhouse Video. They only have a few limited copies left, so please hurry up, snag it from Grindhouse Video. I did not find it on Amazon. And you also need to order Phobe from our partners today at Inner Vision, a Severin imprint. So please get Phobe and Burglar from Hell to enjoy the show next week. Look, if you don't get them... You know the show plays by itself. It's great. It's presented by Arby's and fucking Moon Pie, and it's it's America's favorite show about shot on video films, man. And they're not films. They're videos. But we call them films because they're artistic, and we love them, and they're poetic. All right, Brad, Friday morning, what are you drinking right now? And then let's talk food before we jump into our first feature, Death by Love. <clears throat> What am I drinking? Mm-hmm.
0: Mmm. I am drinking an ice cold RC Cola. Oh. Royal
2: Crown up in the holes. Oh, you know how I love to put that echo on your fucking voice, baby. I love when you sing to me. I thought you were gonna do the Dream Stalker song totally at the top of this episode, man. Maybe we'll save it for later. Come.
0: It might come like.
2: little cock for our second feature but hey we're doing death by love so here's what i'm drinking brad oh shit
0: death by love up in there first
2: i'm drinking a tall fucking glass of spicy v8 it's a chilled pint glass filled to the brim of spicy v8 I Man, i even put a little extra cracked pepper in there a little extra salt but it's like It's like my Virgin Bloody Mary. It's what I need right now at fucking 8 a.m. in the morning on the goddamn best coast, motherfucker. Let's jump in to your menu, my brother.
0: I am excited to talk about Death by Love, and I'm also even more excited to talk about some food. We've discussed many meals uh, so far. And I love talking about certain foods. And one thing that I love to eat during movies is tacos. And I'm going to recommend tacos for both films. Because I think you should buy some tacos, have your eyes bigger than your stomach, order a lot of tacos, fill up for... Death by love. Put your tacos to the side. Have a few tacos later for our Dream Stalker. Tacos are life. Tacos are the best. I don't, like, for me, I don't give a fuck where tacos come from. I'll eat them if I make them. I'll eat them from Taco Bell. I'll eat them from a taco truck. Any taco is a good taco, in my opinion. Yes, there are, you know... Shittier tacos, but there's still good tacos to me.
2: There, there's hella shittier tacos, man. Like, the, well, there's like the drunk taco that you get at like two thirty in the morning from Jack in the Box that has uh, an orange bag, and it's not orange because it was it, it was printed orange. It's orange because of the fucking like Donald Trumpian grease that like comes out of the the beef product. And then there's and then there's like the great. Uh Mexican street taco, man. You know, the double corn tortilla with uh with the diced onions, the cilantro, the the salsa, the verde. Maybe like some the steak. Oh. Mm. Like look, what's the cool banana? I'm with you. Let's keep it positive. Let's not talk shit on the shit. Let's talk shit about the good shit. And you know what I'm saying, man, because I could say the word shit. Any number of inflections, and you know when I mean it positive, which I do right now, or when I mean it negative, which I do not. So, what's your favorite taco, Brad? Positive connotation. Tell me your motherfucking favorite taco, you piece of shit. Positive connotation. Since. Since we are
0: speaking about tacos, and we want everybody to enjoy tacos, you may not have the same taco places I have around here, um, and I may not have the same taco places you have around there. If you live in Texas, I would recommend Torchies. If you live in Florida, I would recommend Taco Bus. But if we want to universally speak about tacos, we're going to go straight to the Big Bell itself down the street at Tuberculosis Central. T.B., Taco Bell, baby.
3: Watch well, us make your food up fresh at Taco Bell, Taco Bell. Thank you.
1: Is gasoline rationing imminent? A report at eleven.
2: Good. You you pause just long. Brad, you pause just long enough so we could put in a commercial and get some of that big fucking Taco Bell money. Give me that money, TV. Give us taco the fucking Bell. money.
0: Give us TV. the money, taco, taco Bell. You
3: piece <laughs> of shit.
0: <laughs> so I would recommend uh, from Taco Bell. I I know people call it Taco Hell, it gives some diarrhea, but I've built up a tolerance. My my stomach is has steel lining in it when i eat taco bell it doesn't affect me and i therefore i enjoy it but if i were going to recommend you something from taco bell to try i would try uh the chipotle griller fairly cheap it's like a dollar 19 has enough spice and if you want to get that shit hard get that diablo sauce put it on that spicy nacho griller that, that chipotle, chipotle griller and that shit is smooth as ice. And then, what I would also work up as my final meal is that motherfucking crunch wrap supreme up in my mouth. Mmm. Mm. Mm. God. Mmm. Mmm. Mm. Mm. That's good. Softer hard. <laughs> mm. Quick break.
3: Just gotta have a treat. Oh, but you shouldn't eat Wow, I could have
1: had a V8. Snacking the whole night, Oh, what that does to you. Wow, I could have had a V8. V8 cocktail vegetable juice tastes great and is naturally low in calories. Just 35 calories is six ounce serving. But remember, the time to think of having a V8 is before you've had something
2: else.
3: Wow, I could have had a V8.
2: Our first movie today, Brad... It is, of course, Death by Love, which is presented as the second feature on InterVision's DVD of Dreamstalker and Death by Love. Death by Love is 1990, directed by everyone's favorite paleontologist from Jurassic Park, Alan Grant. Brad, tell us about Death by Love. Death by Love was a first timer for me last
0: year when the Dreamstalker uh, double feature came out. I was excited to see Dreamstalker because actually that was the first time that I've ever seen Dreamstalker as well. Um, and typically, typically, uh, when a second feature is thrown on a disc, it's mediocre. Or it's just one of those films that necessarily wouldn't sell by itself. Now, mind you, I think it would be tough to sell Death by Love by itself based off kind of the quick description that is given. In the history of the film, however, after watching and consuming Death by Love, this needed its own release, in my opinion, because it is far more ambitious, and creative, and twisty uh, than any shot-on-video film that we've talked about. Uh, this film surprised me a lot. of A lot of movies we watch, a lot of movies, dramas, comedies, horror films, whatever we watch. There's a very simple formula to this that is everybody follows. And sometimes we can tell uh, a film from start to beginning as soon as we hit play. And that's fine. Sometimes if those movies are presented. Well, that's fine. But every once in a while, a movie comes along that really shocks you. That's like, wow, holy shit. I seriously did not see that coming. Uh, Death by Love as that, Doctor Alan Grant is their writer, director, and stars um, as uh, what's his name, Joel Falk, who is a sculptor, a very uh, prolific sculptor, who gets, I guess, jobs every once in a while. It's never really described, but he's very, very well known for his sculpting. And um, every, uh, he falls in love with this woman uh, at the beginning of the film, and then she is brutally murdered by this what the police say a devil worshiping killer and this killer is stalking joel and killing the women that he loves
2: and this has always happened this proposed killer is as enamored with joel as he is with the women that he murdered
0: yeah in this in this film i mind you we'll jump back into this but both of these movies i it was kind of hard to decipher why they were put on the same disc and i found the connection is the graphic sex scenes that happen in both (laughs) films (laughs) because they both have gratuitous sex scenes death by love has like two Two and a half, and, and Dreamstalker has one, but it's very, very, very well done. It feels like it goes on for ten minutes. It's not that long, but man, it is a really, uh, for, for, for even just a horror film in general, I believe that that sex scene is a little bit, it's not like graphic, like penetration or anything like that, we could only hope. Uh, it's like an aerial camera of just up above and thrusting galore. But, uh, both, yeah, both of these films are connected through sex. Death by Love has a little bit more of it. It also has uh, what normally you would not see is an older woman getting her freak on a couple times. So, anyways, Joe is a sculptor. He is, uh, you know, brought in for questioning with his uh, kind of business partner Eleanor, who's this older lady. Yeah. So, Jo Joel Falk is um, being questioned, but the police say, okay, you know, obviously we don't we don't believe that you're the killer. We'll let you go, and he can go about his uh, business as far as, like, sculpting and whatnot. And um, he meets another girl uh, during his, one of his uh, getaways. He quickly forgets Lisa or whatever her, her name is. Uh, Joel, Joel is a player. He he is, every woman wants Joel, and every man wants to be Joel. With that, uh, our story develops into the cops questioning Joel and trying to figure out more about, Why this killer is after Joel and his uh, women that he falls in love with.
2: Brad, you, uh, of course, are a prolific film writer yourself. You have the website screamcast.com you've you've reviewed countless movies over the years brad have you ever forgotten a subject that you've written about
0: no not not that i believe great no.
2: but we're expected to believe that that happens very early on in death by love when just after the main opening credit sequence a, a beautiful woman runs into joel in the park who's who's also exercising his um gams his, his wonderfully sculpted studly legs and she's like I've seen you somewhere. I know I know who you are. Do I know you? Are you someone that I know? (laughs) I don't know you And he's like, Oh, my name's uh you know, not Alan Grant, my name's Joel, you know? And uh I sound like Norm MacDonald. And then and then she's like, Oh, oh Joel She knows this person. (laughs) She goes, Oh, I did a fucking story on you. Cause I write for a goddamn newspaper and I covered your bullshit that you always, I'm such a big fan. And I'm like, wait a minute, hold on a second. Stop right there. You know, it it was little like silly things like that that happened throughout the first third of the film. Cause it plays at the beginning, like a police procedural, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's, but it's not there's not like at a go- there's a goofy hookup. There's a lot of fucking, uh, sex that, that's reminiscent of like a Tommy Wiseau, you know, thrusting butt shots in like the room and shit. Like a lot of dude ass. Like if you're into Alan Grant's ass, you should see Death by Love this fucking second. Cause you see that man's motherfucking crack all, all up, up in, in this his bitch. bitch. But there's a lot of goofy stuff, you know, that happens in the first, I'd say third up until, and, and Brad's teased it, this, this big reveal, you know, as far as, as far as the mystery goes. And I was quick, I gotta tell you, man, I was quick to write off Death by Love. The title itself kinda reminds me of a mid-80s Kevin Klein movie, you know? The, uh, the premise isn't, like, super great on paper. Like, when you read the back of the InterVision DVD, it doesn't super sell it. Except for the fact that, hey, Brad, did you know that Alan Grant himself in real life was an architect sculptor? Mm, yeah, man. He plays a
0: little bit better than the movie.
2: Right? He's, like, fucking playing himself. Like, he, it's like the fully realized Alan Grant is Joel.
0: This is some astrologer shit
2: going on here. <laughs> but there was... There's just a lot of goofy procedural tropes, but then there is a twist in the movie, and I gotta tell you, as the host of T-H-E-S-O-V-P-O-D, the T-H-E stands for the sponsors of this show are Arby's and Moon Pie, so buy their delicious sandwiches and cookies. But I gotta tell you, as the host of this show, I don't know if I want to totally give away the twist, because I think people are going to buy this for Dreamstalker, and I don't want to totally give away, like what you said, this maligned... Second feature. Because it's so fucking good.
0: This is something that is definitely has to be underseen. Like I've heard about Dreamstalker prior to all of this. And I I know a lot of people talked about it, but I have never heard of the film Death by Love. So when I got the DVD, you know, I was like, oh, you know, I really want a Dreamstalker. And I was like, holy shit, second movie. What is this? And I read it and I saw Death by Love. And it was one of those things where I'm I, I I put it in the same day I got it. And I watched Dreamstalker and I was sitting there thinking, Do I want to watch this? I shot on video. It sounds like some kind of weird drama. Um and I put it in and I, I was. I, I was I was a little bored at first until kind of uh the the, the police procedural part comes in with it with the detectives and they're and they're questioning him, and uh, Eleanor's lines that she delivers are just kind of awkward, and I just kind of getting a, a little you know a, a little amused by all of that. And then it wasn't until they go to the apartment or the the hotel that our uh, killer is staying at, and they find the pictures and. And the calendar, I was like, okay, this is a little bit more intriguing and compelling, and I, I, you know, I was able to focus a little bit, bit more. And then, kind of, the sex stuff started happening, and I really thought that was funny. Like the sex scene with the first girl he meets is goes on for at least, I would say, a, a safe, like three minutes. It's a long three
2: minutes. It's at least as long as the food fight and sledgehammer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah so it's it's it was just it just it grabbed me a little bit there because i was like oh this is a little out of place all right I, i'm i'm digging it's goofiness but uh it really really got me with the twist and i think it's because i wasn't uh, i think even if you were invested into the film 100 it's still gonna shock you and it's still it's still creative like i said uh, it's not too many films that i've seen in this in this in this time in this world that have uh had a f- as a fun twist as as Death by Love or something that's completely, like, out of left field that you did not expect. So, yeah, I, I dug it quite
2: a bit. You don't expect it from this particular production. I, right, I, you right. Know,
0: yeah, it's cheap like that because it, it feels super standard.
2: Uh-huh, yeah. It's a very
0: standard, like, slasher, you know, revenge movie or something like that. But the, even with the, the twist... That we're, we're, we're talking about. There's also other shit that happens in 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 the film as far as like relationships with the characters. Um, it was like holy shit! Like this is this is kind of cool too. And um, you, you'll know what I'm talking about when 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 the if you watch it, the time comes. But yeah, it's, it's definitely intriguing.
2: And you should totally see it. Cause, cause look, Brad and I know that the 12 of you that listen to this show, you're not watching every movie that we talk about, but you should definitely see Death by Love, uh, and Dreamstalker, of course, because hey, they're on the same DVD presented by Intervision, an imprint of Severn Phillips. You, you should definitely see this one, but part of me is, is kind of like, Oh, should we have even said that there's a twist? But yeah, of course we should because there's no other way to talk about the film cuz you'd be like, "What is it about anyway?" But you should, you should know. God damn, this this twist doesn't even come towards the end. It comes halfway through and then it completely informs the narrative and changes the the dynamic of the production altogether. And I think I had fun, man. I was um, I'll be honest, I I took out my phone at one point and I was texting a buddy and uh then the twist happened. And they didn't even know I was watching a movie. And they don't even know I fucking do this show because this buddy is a work friend. So then I was like, oh, this movie had a crazy twist. And I, I kind of just, you know, I was just putting my thoughts out there onto the text. And they're like, what what the fuck are you talking about, Mr. Delaney? Because I'm a teacher. And then I was like, oh, nothing. I just got so excited about what what was unfolding that I was like, I have to share it with the person that's like right in front of me mm-hmm. right now. But um
0: You didn't share with me. Brad. It was a little upsetting. Brad, your head
2: sweetie, you were asleep. Your head was nuzzled in my lap. Like I'm not gonna wake you up. I know That was not me, I didn't fall asleep. Honey, like you'd seen Death by Love before. You laid down Oh you always fall asleep when I start rubbing your scalp. Get behind the ears, do a little scratchy scratch, you know. But look, hey, listen. Like a dog, Mike. Brad is 100 percent correct that it's not just you know this uh, cryptic twist that we're teasing. There's a lot of other interesting things in Death by Love. I love the the two police characters that are after. Uh, Dude, the I killer. want
0: a buddy cop movie with those two guys. Oh, I I love their them. relationship is so fucking funny, and I love. The scene where they're doing the stakeout, and they talk about the Twinkies that are in the back. The Egg McMuffin. They want to go to Mickey D's for like ten minutes and get an Egg McMuffin. And he's like, "I guess we ain't going to McDonald's." And I. There I, goes, I, our, I breakfast. <laughs> there goes there our, our breakfast. I love that dynamic. There goes our breakfast. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I love, I love their characters and I, I really do want to spin off movie with those two because when they're on screen, they're very charismatic and, 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 pretty funny, um, pretty funny characters.
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's almost like if you taught, if you, if you teamed up like Joe Pantoliano and like Cy Richardson. It's a great, great mismatched buddy cop movie that, that's happening within Death by Love and, yeah, Brad's 100% correct. You almost kind of want a, a separate narrative with just them doing these other cases besides the one that they've been working for two months about the uh, the dead girlfriends <laughs> of the sculptor.
0: So and oh, uh, one thing that I, I love, too, about both films, I, I, I you maybe watched I, – I didn't even talk to you about this, Mike, but with Dreamstalker, the audio is really fucked up on, on the track. They did the best they could to with the elements that they had, so um, it, it's definitely better to watch it with subtitles did you happen to watch Death by Loveless subtitles?
2: Brad, this is why we are life mates. Not only when I was texting about Death by Love, like the, the twist with my buddy at work, I also mentioned, hey, I really appreciate that this DVD has subtitles because I can't understand half the movies I watch, SOV or not anyway so so i really like to have uh the words on the screen in case i can't comprehend you know something coming across i know what you're gonna get at right now and yes i appreciate it with dream stalker but i appreciated it even more with death yes, by love death because by love. because why brad what what do we learn in death by love when you turn on subtitles It's All right. fucking glorious
0: this th- this is not planned let's do it at three we'll say the exact same thing and see if we're right Ready? One, two, three, music cues. All the cues. music cues. <laughs> yeah, the music cues are so fucking good. And I, I want to know who's doing that at, at, at Severin or Intervision, because they're definitely having fun describing music cues. Like the, uh, the <laughs> jazzy dance music. <laughs> gentle guitar. Uh, but yeah, I love it
2: so much. Between the both of us, just take screenshots of like the names of these cues so we can use them. You know, maybe it's like Patreon levels or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: They're having fun with it. The same thing with, uh, with Dreamstalker, they do the music cues the same way. But um, yeah, whoever's doing that, it's a little like Easter egg for, for people because The descriptions are just so good.
2: My favorite was Gently Dark Music.
0: Yeah, Gently Dark Music. I was like, hey, that's a good description. It's just not music. It's gently dark, but um, yeah. Thank you, Intervision and Severin, whoever's doing the subtitles. You're doing a very, very good job.
2: But it also kind of makes you want to dig into like Severin's other releases. Maybe even something that's Sov, like tangential, like a uh, Birdemic. Because I know they put out Birdemic. Kind of makes me want to just throw on Birdemic for like the ninth time and put on subtitles and just see if like this has been happening for a while. Or maybe they're uh, Santa song. Gray (laughs) Blu-ray from Jordorowski. Maybe they did some work there with the the subtitles that I don't know about. But uh, goddamn, it is fucking on fire with this goddamn double feature. Those subtitles are hilarious, informative, and spot on. Like, if you told me that there wasn't a single joke with the way they were describing music, I would believe you because the way they describe music is spot on. 100%. Agreed. Wrapping up Death by Love, Brad and I of course agree that the best special feature that you will get from the disc is turning on the subtitles to decipher every single beautiful bit of dialogue that characters have in this film. But even more than that, reading the music that you're listening to, man, because talking about music is like dancing about architecture and Alan Grant himself in the film is an architect. But beyond that, Man, mm. we also have Alan Grant on the DVD talking about Death by Love via video Skype. So they have a cool uh video special feature on here. And then they also have Yvonne Eric and Brad Bishop. That's right. There is a Brad in mm. Death by Love. You've not gotta our Brad. you got
0: to know that shit good. You've got to know that shit good now.
2: Look, whenever I see the name motherfucking Brad on a screen, I stop reading. I assume it's the love of my life. And then I remember he's... He's been with me forever, so it it couldn't have been him. Who is this in this movie from twenty eight years ago? And then I keep reading, and then I'm like, oh, Brad Bishop. I don't know who the fuck that is. There, there's some cool video special features on this. Brad, Florida Film Festival, Henderson. What are your final thoughts on Death by Love, sweetheart? A plus 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 plus.
0: That's it. Just a plus 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 plus.
1: I miss Ricky. Why did he have to die?
0: He's been dead for over three years now. Oh, I miss him.
3: Just last week, you were speaking of these reoccurring nightmares. Tell me about them.
1: Frankie, he was on dirt bike. He started to chase after me. I was terrified. I
3: tried to get away from She can't take anymore. Stop it! No! I dream about someone they die no one should wake you you need your rest
1: you know what I want to do what I want to go for a walk in the
2: Let's get to the main feature because when you buy the disc that features Dreamstalker and Death by Love from Intervision and imprint by Severn Films, uh, you will notice that the Dreamstalker picture is three quarters of the 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 cover, and Death by Love is one quarter of the cover, so you know that Dreamstalker is the main feature. Brad, take it away with our Dreamstalker butt rock song.
3: that's right we are
2: talking about 1991's dream stalker brad tell us a bit about this picture and then let's talk about it ah oh, dream stalker like i
0: said both of these films were a first uh, for me when um severin put them out and uh dream stalker was something that i've wanted to see for uh, quite some time and it did not disappoint in the slightest. Dreamstalker is kind of ridiculous. Um, It is about... (laughs) Well, let's let's start off with... um, He is Ricky. Our uh, lead guy is Dreamboat Ricky.
2: Ricky the Dragon Dreamboat?
0: (laughs) Ricky the Dragon Dreamboat um, is in a fatal dirt bike accident. And then... He is haunting his uh, girlfriend in her dreams. Or is it reality? And um, he kills basically anybody that comes in her path. So we kind of have like this. It definitely riffs on um, Nightmare Elm Street quite a bit. But uh, I tell you what, man. It's from that opening when the credits start rolling as she's like crying on the steps. And we talked about good credit placement uh in 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 the past on the show and i think the credit placement in here is absolutely fucking hilarious uh because it's just like the, the girl comes up to the front door and she's like ricky's dead and she's like no no and but by now we already know what is going on but it's somehow just now revealed to her as we've already watched things like in the past. So Ricky also gives her this fucking horrific, nightmarish music box, which uh, the mu- the music plays uh, throughout the film, which is kind of like this phantasm-ish score that uh, that plays through. but uh, it's it's very effective because when you hear it, you know Ricky's coming literally. And there it's just it there's just so much into this movie. Uh we have the, the the sex scene, we have the hot tub scene, we have the creepy um music box. We have one liner's galore in this film. Um even to the point where his ghost I, I mean they're no longer together, so we're just gonna say rape at this point. His
2: the ghost of Ricky comes in and but he's <laughs> but he wears a condom. Brad, do not undersell it. Don't undersell it. It sounds like you're rushing it, sweetie. Take your time. This this one's hard to explain. Take your time, sweetheart. Just walk through it. Go. He, Ricky, apparently puts on a
0: condom.
2: Brad, Brad, say exactly what happens. The the ghost of dead Ricky. The ghost of dead Ricky rapes his girlfriend in no, her bedroom. No, no. Do the condom. No, do the condom part. You're right with the condom part. Your instincts are correct. He puts the condom on. No, say the ghost of dead Ricky puts on a condom.
0: (laughs) The ghost of dead Ricky puts on a condom, inserts himself into his girlfriend, does a couple thrusts, and then tells her, and he goes, Oops, the condom broke. But he just keeps going. And I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, why is he putting on a condom? And why do we feel the need to write in a script that the condom broke. It's just so bizarre. It's just shit like that. And also, the doctor, Dr. Frisk, and it's like, I dude, everything about this film, with her friends, with Ricky, with the one-liners.
2: Brad, show some goddamn respect to the Dr. Frisk. We are in his (laughs) office recording this live today in San Francisco. And then
0: one of my all-time favorite movie moments is in this movie fast forward to all that where she goes into isolation in her cabin out in the woods to collect herself she's taking a bath she's nude she gets a towel and starts drying herself off meanwhile uh, a point of view camera comes into play and we think it's ricky but it turns out to be this neighbor character who then enters her bathroom and she is caught off guard by his presence. They have a quick exchange and she's like, oh, I'll make us lunch. Go sit in the kitchen. After he has entered her house without her permission and even entered the bathroom, sees her naked. Mind you, there is kind of this
2: past kind of, I guess, relationship between them. Well, he also has a good reason to not recognize her because he's like, "I, I didn't recognize you. And she's like, that's because you've never seen me like this before. <laughs> but it's just like, and then
0: immediately following, uh, we are hands on. We are about to do it within like five minutes of meeting this guy again or whatever the relationship is. And it's just, it's like, oh my God, like everything about this movie moves so quickly and um, it's fucking great. And in the stunts too. The stunts, stunts are a lot of fun. Ricky's half burnt face with his eyeball hanging out, coming back in his dirt bike outfit, terrorizing people with his dirt bike. Um, the graveyard sequence is great. Just like it's it, you could talk about this movie forever about this scene, this scene, this scene, this scene, because everything about it just pops up and stands out like it's really it's a really fucking fun movie. Um, And this is like the definitive – like this is the definition of what I love about shot on video films is everything that Dream Stalker has because it's just all over the place. It's fucking crazy. It has so many little jokes. Um, The, the pacing is just so weird and it's kind of jarring but it also works because it keeps you on your toes. So yeah, Dream Stalker is definitely up there with uh at least top 10 shot on video films and and um, I've seen it a few times since then. I just still can't get enough of it. I've seen it three times since it's been released. And I just, I love it more and more each time I watch it.
2: Did you notice, in the end credits, Ricky is credited as Dead Ricky?
3: Motherfucking Dead Ricky, because that every day, he's Dead Ricky. He's always been Dead Ricky. Dead
2: Ricky lives with you. It- Wait, is that true? Did I miss something? Has he always been dead Ricky?
0: No, it's just, um, what's really good is the interview with the guy who plays Ricky on the disc. He's like, he's so great because he tells the stories about filming the movie and how this was such a great experience for him. It's a very, he's so charismatic and he's, and he's very joyful that, The film was out, and and kind of the small little following it has, and how it kind of prepared him for 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 life, I guess you could say. But he's he has really kind words to say, and kind of also awkward moments on the set, Uh, for example, kind of like the sex scene, stuff like that. Talking about kind of like how that worked, how how that played, because Ricky's not part of uh, the sex scene. He's he just talks about kind of. uh, you know, being on set and, and hearing about it and things like that. But, anyways, it's a really well done interview. Uh, it's not too often you get like a one on one interview where the camera's just on the actor, and um, it's that compelling. But yeah, it's a it's a really really well conducted interview, and he's he's a really fun person. You can tell. Kind of gives even more you know the movie a little bit more charm. As well, because it's like it it is like weird and you know semi-violent, but there's something about the film where it's completely charming and harmless. You know, when when we talked about the rape scene earlier, it's not graphic by any means. Uh, It's just really weird, and the like the choices. They even laugh about that in their interview. The choices that were made for for the characters to do what they did, and also the choices that Dead Ricky makes just really fucking funny man it's just it's it's a total blast and it, it if you need something to kind of we talked about kind of segueing into sov for for certain people and uh this is definitely one of them sledgehammer uh dream stalker i would say both of those films are definitely uh good segways into sov Probably more or less Dream Stalker because it's just, I don't know, I, I think it, it's one of those that appealed to everybody. I, I have a group of friends that make fun of me for shot on video films a lot because they know I watch them. I have this show. Um, usually when I do my uh, quarterly marathons, I'll throw a shot on video film in there. Also during movie nights, I'll throw a shot on video film in there. And I had, I don't know, maybe about three people that came over one night for movie night and I put in dream stalker. I felt everybody thoroughly enjoyed it and laughed. I also played burglar from hell and I thought I was going to have a riot on my hands and all my friends are going to unfriend me. But, um,
2: well that'll, that'll be next week. And look, (laughs) they can only unfriend you on social media. Unfriending's not a thing that happens in real life. Don't worry. They'll, they'll hug you. They got your back. They're your boys. They're your girls. But, but Brad, let me ask you this. Okay. So, Dreamstalker is obviously, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do finger air quotes. I'm gonna say inspired, but, uh, maybe on the nets, they would say a ripoff of, uh, A Nightmare on Elm Street. Now, later entries in A Nightmare on Elm Street, of course, uh, the, the, the series from the Wes Craven film, uh, later entries in the series had some music inspired from from the movie. Now uh, a famous example of this of course would be The Fat Boys Are You Ready for Freddy, which is directly <laughs> from a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. But then there there's also tangential fan fiction which was popular on on the radio at the time like Will Smith's Nightmare on My Street. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This it's is Nightmare, nightmare. On my street. So here here's what I want for you, and here's here's your moment, Brad, and I want you to seize it. I want you to be like Eminem, alright? I want you to be like the the motherfucking Hamilton the Alexander Hamilton motherfucker. You're not gonna miss your shot. We are, of course, presented by Arby's and Moon Pie, and this particular episode we have uh, mediocre small backing from our friends at severin and Intervision, like supporting some of the, some of the giveaways so it's your shot all ears on you all eyes on you don't miss your chance to blow this opportunity comes once in a lifetime yo that is what marshall mathers Third said brad dream stalker fan rap go
0: oh shit I can't do a fan Dream Stalker fan rap. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh,
1: shit. Yuck, the condom broke. Yeah. Freddy's a joke. Yeah. Why don't you take my... Oh, shit. Wait, am I supposed to follow that?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I can do this.
1: Why don't you take my... Oh, shit. What about what about cock and cock and choke? Yeah. What about what about cock and cock and choke? Sure, 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 sure. The condom broke. Freddie's a joke. Why don't you take my cock and choke? Oh shit. Yeah. B M X. Am
0: I supposed to go again? More like
1: S E. You
0: have to like. Do you know? Do you know like rap? You gotta like say like a line. You're just like saying.
2: Oh shit. You no, know, I don't. I don't know. No, here's here's the thing: is I edit the show, so I don't know if you're gonna know rap. Oh
0: shit! But you
1: failed at that, so. Um... No, I can't think of anything. It's not. It's not hitting. Oh shit! But you failed at that, so. Um... <laughs> oh shit! William Faulkner. Can you say William Faulkner? Oh shit!
0: Uh. Oh shit! Yeah, but.
1: Do something fun i don't know like locker soccer uh-huh, walker, uh-huh. shocker uh-huh blocker uh-huh squawker uh-huh. beta blocker all right what about dream dream wait dream? wait what about dream oh shit uh-huh beam, uh-huh, gleam, uh-huh, scream, uh-huh, scheme, oh shit, theme, uh-huh, stream, uh-huh, scene,
2: good, 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 alright, alright, now you do, no, now you do this shit, now you take a word that rhymes with dream, and a word that rhymes with stalker, so you'll be like, cream walker, right, scream talker, wait, I'm supposed to
0: say that again, oh shit, wait, I'm supposed to say that again,
2: yeah, yeah, now you put them together, dummy.
0: So, Dream Stalker. Oh, shit.
1: Bean Walker. Uh-huh. Um, Creamcocker.
0: Uh-huh. Um. Uh-huh. Oh, shit. Uh-huh. Wait, I'm supposed to say that again? Oh, shit. Wait, I'm supposed to say that again? What I was going to say, uh, what else about Dreamstalker that uh that I truly love is the whole not as a negative for the film but uh more it is very positive i i think because it makes. uh, just burped some rc cola there um what makes it a little bit more fun is the waking up dreaming thing it's so hard to tell what is happening it for real in this movie because i would say i think it's safe to say there's three different waking up oh my god, it was a dream sequences in, in in the film to where it's, I don't know if the director knew the direction he wanted to go, or if it was just kind of all done in the editing bay where it was kind of like just throwing scenes together. When you're really into the movie, then it's like, oh shit, it was a fucking dream. What's really going on? Oh shit, this is what's happening. Fuck. That's a dream. And it's like, what are you doing with this story? Uh, finally, I would say in the last 30 minutes it's pretty pretty easy to know what's um, going on but the the, the, the continuity or, or the, the lack of continuity in the film and the failure f- uh, to communicate with the audience of what is actually happening is um, is unprecedented as far as films goes because I, I would say there's at least 45 minutes of the setups for this story and then it just all happens like, Hey, then that's not true either. That just, that's just a dream because she does have these flashback sequences. Cause she does this kind of like Nancy going into this, like, uh, you know, uh, doctor sleep type of type of thing. And, you know, um, Dr. Frisk, uh, talking to her and trying to connect with Ricky and what's going on. So yeah, very nightmare in Elm street ish in that, in that sequence. But, um, just the just the movie itself is it's not very straightforward but that is part of its charm too that i i really like so
2: what's amazing is we've talked about dream stalker as much as we have we've rapped about it and brad you have some incredible bars and look We have not even mentioned that there's all these inner city kids in the woods that want to kill this poor girl having dreams about dead Ricky. Dude, who the fuck are these kids? God, like the fucking gang members that just pop up. It sounds like we're making up a movie at this point. (laughs) But we are 100% not. And we want, we, look, here at T-H-E-S-O-V-P-O-D, the T-H-E stands for the show presented to you today from Arby's and goddamn Moon Pie, the best goddamn cookie in the cookie aisle. Look, we want to have some mysteries left for you to be solved and to know that we've said as much as we have about Dreamstalker, BMX bikes, fake Freddy Kruegers, butt rock, girls in dreams, Doctors name Frisk, San Francisco. Like, to know that there's also a whole B, C, D subplot about inner-city kids that want to knife a goddamn bitch for no reason? You <laughs> should be so lucky. Buy the goddamn Inner Vision DVD and watch this shit. So goddamn good. Agreed. Motherfucker, we are going back into the goddamn Inner Vision archives. That's an imprint from Severn Films. We are going to watch phobe. I think it's a Canadian shot on video film made for $200. That is phobe. You can buy it from Amazon or our friends at grindhouse video and Brad's favorite. And I say, look, you, you can say what you want, Brad, Florida film festival, Henderson, but this is your favorite goddamn movie because since the inception of T H E S O V P O D, you have mentioned burglar from hell to me, off air, a goddamn million times. In next week, we will talk about burglar from hell!
0: I know that's right.
2: That is right. So please, in the next seven days, if you have the privilege to afford it, got, get, 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 but, but, get, get, bit, get, it. Get these movies to your goddamn abode and put them in your eyeballs and enjoy. Anything else, Brad? Watch SOV movies, please. Also, hey, we're going to take the next couple minutes and we're going to talk about something. Brad, me and you. All right. Okay. So Grandpappy, our uh, executive producer, that's uh, Sean DeRigger over at... Screaming Pods and uh, the Screamcast. Brad, can he spell? Uh, no. Okay, so, look.
0: He has a a tough time.
2: All right, because literally, there's nine letters in our name. (laughs) T-H-E-S-O-V-P-O-D. He gets tripped up, man, like, by the third letter. And I'm thinking, like, well, the joke for T-H-E-S-O-V-P-O-D is the only one that really doesn't stand for anything is t-h-e and like of course i'm like t-h-e stands for the and i think it's funny it's it's kind of like dad joke funny t-h-e stands for the but like sean like he he's really like struggling to get through it like it's like it's an actual acronym that means something (laughs) and he can't remember what it means he's like t-h um yeah look man here's what i need you to do you talk to him next week on the show
0: yeah i think we're recording on wednesday
2: tell look Tell him we just call this shit the SavPod, because I think I think he thinks I think he think he thinks that's like some good shit pod. So tell him we call it the SavPod, okay? Tell him SavPod. So, look, that's what he called it on Screamcast. Tell him we call it that now. Tell him like say, hey, Daddy Dregger, we adopted it, man. <laughs> it's the pod, buddy. Like we did it. You. I you, think calling, you calling. I
0: think what's better is calling him Daddy Durager.
2: <laughs> Should we call him Daddy Durager?
0: I think calling him Daddy Durager is pretty fucking funny.
2: Yeah. Well, it has that alliteration. Like I was. I was thinking he's more like a pappy. Like a pappy's like a, like the the granddaddy. You know. Like the executive producer. I yeah. think executive producer is more like a granddaddy. No, but but I'd prefer the the alliteration. Yeah, Daddy Durega. Hey, Daddy Durega. We call it the Sav Pod now. Just get them get them to call it that shit. Cause I don't want my branding fucked up. You know, we've got <laughs> we've got twelve people that listen to us at T H E S O V P O D, and I don't want the fucking six that listen to Screamcast to think that like we don't have our shit together. You know, so tell them tell him it's fucking Sav Pod. And we'll, we'll, we'll keep it clean, okay? <laughs> Will do. All right. Thank you, baby. And also say hi to all your friends over there at the Screamcast. That's BJ Colangelo, uh, Daddy Dereger, Stephanie Crawford, and <laughs> I don't have I I don't have a joke there. All right. Daddy so... Dereger. <laughs> that, that, there's the joke. All right. So for Brad Florida Film Festival Henderson, this is Mike D saying.
1: Brad decided he wanted to cheat on us with some stupid SOV podcast or something. Tell us a little bit about T A H E S O V P O D. See, I'm not as good as Mike Delaney is.
0: That's true. The SOV um, pod
3: Remember it right, and we had just gotten back off tour last night. So the gang and I thought that it would be groovy if we summoned up the posse and dumb dumbshushed the movies. I got Angie, Jeff got Tina, Reddy Rock got some girl I've never seen in my life. That was all right because the lady was chill. Then we dipped to the theater, set to film. We saw Elm Street, and man, it was death. And everything seemed all right when we left, but when I got home and laid down to sleep. Began the nightmare But on my street In my room like an oven, my bed so was and Man, I was bugging. I checked the clock, it had stopped at 12:30. It had melted, it was so darn hot, and I was thirsty. I went downstairs to grab some juice, so I coated. Flipped the TV off, and then I almost choked when I heard this awful voice coming from behind. It said, Man, I ain't even wait to see who it was. Broke outside in my draw to screamed so long, cuz got the We up the block I calmed down and stopped screaming Then thought Oh, I get it I must be gaming I strolled back home With a grin on my grill I figured since this is a dream I might as well get ill I walked in the house The big bad fresh prince But Freddy killed All that noise Real quick He grabbed me by my neck And said Here's what we'll do We got a lot of
1: work here Me and you The souls of your friends You and I will claim You've got the body
3: no, Fred. I think you got me all wrong. I ain't partners with nobody with nails that long. Look, I'll be honest, man. This team won't work. The girls won't be on you. Fred, your face is all burnt. I pat him on the shoulder, said thanks for stopping by. Then I opened up the door and said, take care, guy. He got mad, drew back his arm, and slashed my shirt. I laughed at first and thought, hold up, that hurt. It wasn't a dream, man. This guy was for real. I said. the words, and then I darted upstairs. Crashed through my door, then jumped on my bed. Pulled the covers up over my head, said, Oh, please do something with Fred. He jumped on my bed, but through the covers with his claws, tried to get me. But my alarm went off, and then silence. It was a whole new day, I thought. (laughs) I wasn't scared of him anyway. Until I noticed those rips in my sheets, and that was proof that there had been a nightmare on my street. Come on, come on. Come on, Jeff, answer! Come on, man. Jeff, it's brisk, man. Jeff, wake up, Jeff, wake up. What do you want? Jeff, wake up, man. Listen to me, Jeff. Jeff, listen, Jeff, would you listen to me? Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. Jeff, listen to me. Don't go to sleep, Jeff. Jeff, Jeff.